The biggest challenge for most people I speak to and work with is time. When it comes to making changes to their eating, health, exercise, and lifestyle, often I hear the words, I'm just really busy, or I just don't have time. So today I'm sharing with you my six top tips for busy people on how you can get healthy, create healthy habits, and still make progress whilst feeling busy. Welcome to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up, are feeling bloated, and tired. I'm your host, Kezia Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive in to the show. So today we're going to be talking about some of my top tips and strategic kind of actions that you can take when life just feels pretty full on, when things are busy, when you're like, Kezi, I really do want to deal with my IBS or my wonky hormones or my energy or my weight, but I just already feel really overwhelmed and kind of at capacity. I'm sharing with you some of my six or six or seven of my just practical stuff that makes a difference. A lot of this is just down to making changes and being organized. But also I spend a bit of this episode talking about taking radical responsibility for this idea and notion of feeling busy. And you'll notice that in the introduction, I talked about feeling busy rather than being busy. And so that is a nice kind of distinction to leave you with. And that's what we're going to be looking at because it's so easy with this idea of I am busy or being busy to be the victim in this scenario Whereas actually a lot of what we're, what the resistance and the struggle is, is the feeling of busyness and dealing with that, which is really important, as well as owning the fact that we choose, we have choice most of the time. And if you're busy, it's probably because you've made choices that make you busy and you can unchoose them. So that's what we're going to be looking at. So this will be like a slightly uncomfortable, loving and strategic kick up the butt. It's one from of my greatest hits kind of episodes. I've taken it um, from the archive, as it were, and it is a really popular episode, which is why I wanted to share it with you. So enjoy this podcast. Let me know any questions that you have. I will speak to you soon. Sending you lots of love from maternity leave. And let's get on with it. If you are feeling overwhelmed and stuck and a little bit lost at where to begin when it comes to supporting your hormones, your digestion, your energy, and your waistline, the Flourish Academy is for you. It's my four-week program that helps you to beat the bloat, double your energy, balance your hormone, and change your relationship with food in just 28 days. It's a really phenomenal program. Hundreds of women have done it and seen amazing results. You can sign up today and get started whenever you want. It's a self-study online program. And in the program, I really put all the key foundations that I talk through and work with with my one-to-one clients so that you can see the same phenomenal results that I see with my private practice at a much more affordable rate. So if you want to find out more, go to keziahall.com forward slash flourish. Find out all the information and then sign up if it is for you. It's it's honestly a program that I thought about scrapping and then recently went through it again myself and was like, oh, this is great. I should talk about it more. Hence, having its sponsor, the podcast. So if you are stuck, 
if you want to work with me, but you will need it to be really affordable, kaziahall.com forward slash flourish. Let's talk healthy habits for busy people. I would guess that nearly everyone listening has uttered the phrase, oh, I've just been so busy. Um, so we can all fall into this boat. And um, for me, recently, I've had a child. And so that changes your schedule, commitments, all that sort of stuff. So I wanted to um, record an episode all about how can you still prioritize your health, make some really healthy choices whilst actually having a pretty, pretty packed day, a packed schedule, and whilst feeling busy. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. So I'm going to share with you my kind of busyness healthy hacks for want of a better word uh, or phrase that I've been doing and been finding really useful in this last kind of seven months as I've had a newborn and even now as I have a child and I'm coming back to work and blah 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 blah, all of those kinds of things but before I dive into that it's really worth talking about this idea of being busy first so I um, don't actually love using the phrase I'm so busy I like to say that life is full or um, there's lots going on. I think busyness is a choice and our culture kind of celebrates this being busy idea of, oh, I'm just so busy. And because what we feel like we're really saying is, oh, I'm really important and significant. So we can feel like our significance and our value can come from our productivity, can come from our busyness. And it's often shocking for us if someone says says to you, Oh, things have just been really chilled and quiet. Work's been good. Kids have been good, but it's just been really lovely and steady. I mean, when was the last time you heard that? Probably never. Um, And it's because we have this idea that busyness is this badge of honor and that our level of busyness really reflects our worth. And that is just not true. So that's the first point. The next point is, if you are really busy, you've got to realize that that is a choice and that you are responsible for that. And you might be thinking, no, 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 Kezi, it's because of the kids' school and then the PTA meeting and then my work and then my boss and then this other thing or my church or my um, choir that I volunteer at or whatever it is. Actually, you are responsible for setting boundaries with those things. So if you've just ended up on every school committee possible, that's actually down to you. If you have decided to let your kids do a bazillion school activities and you have to be the taxi person for that, that's actually a choice is on you. If you have taken on an extra project at work, which involves kind of working overtime that you're not getting paid for, Again, that's a boundary. That's a choice that you've set. Now, I know that's challenging to hear um, because we all like, including me, I love to play victim. No, I have no choice. I have to do this. I'm so busy because I have to get all this work done for my business. For me, running a business is a choice. I don't have to run supernaturally healthy. I don't have to work for myself. And it is stressful working for yourself. It is overwhelming. It can make me feel really, really busy until I remember that this is what I choose. I do not have to run a business. I do not have to run a podcast. I do not have to do all the things. For those of you that are self-employed or run a small business, you do all the things. Um, And that is a choice. So actually, I am not wearing this busy badge of honor and I'm not being a victim to my schedule and to the choices that I have made. It's so easy for me to feel like a victim of, oh, well, it's this, you know, I've just had a baby. Things are so busy. I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to eat well. It's all the, just because I've had this baby was actually, there is elements of truth in that for sure. 
but ultimately my choices are really powerful and I choose the things in my day-to-day life. So I know that might you might be a bit like, oh, Kezia, that's a bit harsh. Or you might not like that I've just said that. I totally get it. I would be the same. But this idea of if we're just so busy, like, because oh, let's be honest, I work with hundreds and hundreds of women. And so often people will say to me, oh, you know, I'm talking up to them about, say, ditching the IBS. That's what I've done. I know it's possible. So I'm going through them, explaining different steps that they can do that I think are going to help them to get rid of their IBS, for example. And they're just like, oh, I'm just too busy to make food from scratch. I'm too busy. I don't have time to make breakfast in the morning. This is a classic one I get. People maybe have toast or cereal. And then I suggest it would be really helpful for your insulin management to maybe have something like a smoothie or ideally some like cooked eggs. So eggs and avocado, that kind of thing. Oh, I'm too busy. I can't, I don't have time to make eggs in the morning. And I totally get that. Mornings can be mental. If you're getting kids out the door, you're getting to work, you're doing packed lunches, you're getting yourself ready. Maybe you really struggle to wake up. You just always sleep in and hit the snooze button. Totally get that mornings can be a bit mental. But the reality is if you're not, if in the morning you feel like you don't have time to have a proper breakfast, that is a choice that you've made. Lots of people get up in the morning and have time to have a very in-depth breakfast breakfast and so it's really about our choices so so often people say to me oh I don't have time to make food from scratch I don't have time to have a proper breakfast I don't have time actually you do have time you're just choosing to do something else instead so you're choosing to sleep in you're choosing to take care of everyone else and not yourself you're choosing to stay up late so you don't wake up early and that's really important it's not that and it's also it's not to say those choices are bad it's not bad to sleep in it's not bad to get your kids pack lunch ready it's not bad to stay up late necessarily but it's about that ownership of you are choosing that you do have time you're choosing something else instead so I just wanted to dive on in that because it's I could share with you these kind of healthy time-saving hacks but if you're constantly living your life as a victim to time then you're going to really struggle to make any progress in your health and also in your stress levels. Because if you feel busy all the time, chances are you feel stressed a lot of the time because you're like, I've got to go, I've got to go, that's the time for this, I've got this meeting, this meeting, go to the gym, go to the make dinner, blah, blah, go to the shop. Then you're going to feel super stressed, which is terrible for your nervous system, really bad for your hormones, your cortisol might be spiking and it's just not going to be doing you any good. So really own your choices. If you sleep in in the morning and that means you don't choose to make time to have a breakfast, own it. Don't blame the fact that you don't have enough time. You do have enough time. You're just choosing to use it on something else. It's really important that we kind of take this radical ownership of our lives because often our culture and often the way we're raised can teach us to be victim to things out with our control and that we're powerless. And whilst we can't control everything in the world, what we can control is ourselves and our choices and we do have control over those things you might not have control over how much your kid sleeps or your work deadlines or whether the car breaks down or not that you don't have control of but you have control of how what your choices are and how you respond so that is my pre-chat to these healthy habits but let's get on with these um, healthy habits for busy people now First one is thinking about your mornings carefully. So you might, if you're online, you might have heard, if you're online, it's a weird phrase. If you ever use the thing called the internet, 
<laughs> but if you're on like social media or listen to other podcasts, you might have come across this idea of a morning routine or you hear about people getting up at like 4am to like meditate for an hour and then do yoga and then make their green juice and then do a gratitude journal and then go and stand on their head or whatever it is, which is all great. So I love hearing about those routines. But um, ideally, or realistically, we're not all going to be waking up at 4am. In fact, I really don't recommend you do wake up at 4am. I think it's, it must be an American culture thing. So it's always an American podcast that I listen to. People are at the gym at like 4am. I mean, I would just recommend to stay in bed. That's to be honest. Um, But how you handle your mornings is important. So for me, before I had a baby, I had full control of what my morning routine was. It was great. I knew what time I could wake up. I had like a meditation, journaling, movement practice, would make lunch, you know, sorry, make breakfast, all those kinds of things. But since having a child, there's someone else who has needs in the morning. I need to nurse him, feed him, all of those kind of things. So things have shifted, but still, I think it's really important that we have this kind of uh, morning routine, no matter how limited we are for a time. Because I think the things that you do in the morning, first thing, the first actions of your day can really help set the tone for the rest of the day. So a couple of things that I have been really focusing on since having a baby and things being a little bit more hectic is hydration and breathing. So in the morning, I will wake up. My other half is getting my son ready, nappy changed, dressed for the day before I nurse him. So I use that time to get up, make myself a big cup of lemon water or like nettle tea at the moment because we're getting into allergy season. So I'll make myself a huge, not even a mug, it's like a big jar full that I'll fill with half hot water, half um, cold water. So I get this like lukewarm herbal tea or lemon water, depending on what I fancy. And I'll make sure I have that all ready for when I start nursing my son and he's ready to go. And on really good days as well, I will do a really quick, maybe four or seven minute meditation. I've been loving right now doing a bit of Wim Hof's breathing using his app. If you go on the app store, Wim Hof, you'll see it there. He has some specific breathing techniques that I've been doing and I've been following that up with just a really short meditation. Now that doesn't happen every day, that meditation slot, but on a day with a good routine, when we're kind of, we've all woken up at the right time, then I will take time to get myself hydrated and then take a bit of time to breathe. If I don't have time for that intentional meditation breath work, then it'll just be a case of when I'm making breakfast or when I'm nursing, just to do some deep breaths, just to take a little bit of time to do some deep breaths and just to breathe in and out. And actually, I should really add a third thing onto that in terms of my morning routine. So we've got hydration, got breathing. Now, breathing, you could do this in the shower. You could do this on your way to work, dropping off the kids. I do it sometimes just when I'm nursing my son. It's not necessarily a meditation, but it's intentional breath work, just breathing in, breathing out. (sighs) Might do some yogic breath work. I might do the Wim Hof thing. It really is incorporating some intentional breath works that I'm starting the day in a more parasympathetic nervous state so that I'm allowing my nervous system to calm down and really making sure I'm breathing properly at the start of the day because I can really easily wake up and then just be like, like on the go and a little bit, um, like my breath can be quite short and I'm just like, go, go, go. Let's let's get breakfast ready, change the nappy, get out the door, get some work. Where are we going? We're going to this. And actually doing that breath work is really helpful. Another thing I do on a daily basis 
Often this is maybe when I'm nursing my son, but for you, this could be again in the shower. This might be something that you sit down intentionally with a journal to do. This could be while you're making a cup of tea, while you are driving in the car, is actually sitting to think about three things that I'm really grateful for. So gratitude, I think is really, really helpful. For me, I it's really easy for my brain to spiral. And I've found since having a child there that there's so much more to lose. If that makes sense, some of you might be like, what the flip? What are you talking about? But having a child, you get these moments of intense joy where you're just like, oh my gosh, I love you so much. I'm going to cry. And then that's often met with this kind of sense of impending doom of what if they don't wake up? What if I, you know, I'll regularly go into his room in the morning and just have that flash thought of, what if he's not breathing? Or what if he like died in the night? And I know that's super morbid. I, yeah, I am working through that for sure. But I think when we do have people that we love, whether you have children or not, you are more vulnerable. And vulnerability is scary. And we kind of are waiting for the other shoe to drop. And Brené Brown, if you've not watched the Brené Brown documentary on Netflix, it's really, really helpful. This explains this a little bit more. Um, I'm just typing myself a note to put it in the show notes. Um, that She talks about that a lot more. So if you've got Netflix, watch the Brené Brown um, documentary for sure. This will explain it so much better than I am. I'm a huge fan of Brené Brown. But gratitude is a great way of setting you up properly for the day. So for me, if Merlin's woken up in the night or he's woken up before he's meant to, it's so easy for me to wake up in a really grumpy, foul mood because he's not slept properly and then I feel stressed about the naps for the rest of the day. Or I've woken up in the night and I feel sorry for myself. And so actually taking a bit of time to think about, okay, three things. What am I grateful for? Oh, I'm so grateful for Merlin's little giggle. Oh, I'm so grateful that I have a sofa to sit on that's comfy, that I have somewhere to, to sit and to rest at this time of day. I'm so grateful that I can see cows outside my window, whatever it is. And really, even if it's just a really quick, um, quick running through like that, I'll sometimes do this in the shower as well. Sometimes I will write it out. Sometimes if I'm doing that meditation time, I'll incorporate that into that. So I'll do kind of a couple of minutes of this Wim Hof breathing um, or my meditation and then I'll follow it up with just thinking and really kind of leaning in and really dwelling on and meditating on those things that I'm grateful for, like really feeling into it, really thinking, wow, I have a home. Like I have a home. I, not everyone does. Not everyone has a home. Not everyone has a view where they can see fields. I'm, I have a home. I have somewhere to live. I have somewhere to call home. I mean, even just now, as I just think about that, I want to cry. Like, that's amazing. I'm so grateful for that. So grateful. And that gratitude practice, if we can anchor that into the start of the day, can honestly really help to shift you in so many areas. For me, it really helps me to stop feeling sorry for myself because I can be the queen of like having a one person pity party. And often it's a self pity that can drive us to make poor food choices. It can drive us to make negative choices throughout the day because we're thinking, woe is me, isn't my life so hard? Now, there is stuff in our lives that is hard. We do suffer. There is things that are totally crap, but even still, there's always something to be grateful for. So morning routine, you don't don't wake up at 4am unless you have a tiny baby waking you up. But really thinking about these three things in the morning, they don't have, you can literally spend a minute on each. So we're talking three minutes. So you've got hydration, get hydrated before your coffee, before your tea, before your breakfast, before you do anything, get some water into your system, lukewarm herbal tea or a lemon water. I probably drink about at least a pint in the morning, but start small and build up. 
really important to help wake up your system, help initiate bowel movements in the morning, help kind of wake up your digestion and just get the body moving. Also, that water is really going to help the body detoxify all of this toxins that it's been kind of working on throughout the night. Really important. Next thing, breath work. Focus on just taking some intentional breaths in and out. That could be 10 minutes meditation, which is what I recommend nearly all my clients to do. But if you've not got time for that, just breathing in and out. You can use apps like Headspace, Calm. YouTube have loads of free meditations on. I've been using the Wim Hof app and his breathing technique, which has been great. Third thing for a morning is gratitude. Think about three things that you're grateful for. They can be silly things, small things. Grateful the fact that you have a carpet in your in your bedroom, that you have clean water, that you are breathing, that you have feet that move, that you can walk, that you can talk, that you can sing, no matter how good or bad that is. Really take time to gratitude. And I guarantee these three things, no matter how busy you are, will really help to anchor and set the tone for the rest of the day. So that is my busy person's morning routine. Hydrate, breathe, and get grateful. So, so important. And that is will do so much for your physical health as well as your kind of more mental well-being. So that's the first thing. First habit for busy people. The second thing is meal planning. So a lot of the time I will chat to people and they're like, oh, I'm really struggling with sugar. I just can't I'm just always like hungry and then I end up just having those hobnobs or something from the vending machine or just having too many of those brownies that I made. And um, and then I ask, well, do you have any other snacks around? Like what, you know, what other food do you have? And it turns out I have no other food in the house. Or every day they're coming back from a really busy day of work, whatever work looks like for you, paid work, parenting work, it's all work, um, whatever that looks like. And every day at five o'clock you're thinking, oh, what should I have for dinner? What do we have? What's in the cupboard? Do we, what? Do, and you're going through that whole stress. If life feels full for you, then you need to take time every week to think about planning your meals and not just your meals, but thinking about breakfast, lunch, and snack potentially. So I've been getting into this. So after I had my son, I had loads of meals provided for me. I also had a freezer full of food. So I had about three to four months of food prepared, either stuff people that generously gave to me in like a meal train and also stuff that I prepared. So it was only the start of this year, I really started to get more into meal planning and getting organized. So what this looks like for me is once a week, normally on a, the day I'm going to go shopping. So today is a shopping day. So I'll do it today is I will maybe pull out some recipe books or I'll just pull out my own meal plans. So in my nourish group coaching community, every month you get two weeks worth of meal plans and shopping lists. So sometimes I'll just use one of those. It's super, super easy for me. It's a meal plan I've already made. And then other times I'll want to mix things up and I love cooking. I love the creativity that comes with cooking. I often am making new recipes and things for my community anyway. So I'll get some meal, um, some recipe books, I'll get a meal plan and I'll think about, okay, what are we, I'll think at least six meals to have in a week. And then I'll often have a seventh meal as leftovers or something in the freezer, or we're going to someone's house or we're eating out or something like that. Most often it'll be something I'm defrosting. Um, and I'll think about plan seven main meals. And then at the bottom of that list, I'll also think about, okay, what am I going to have for lunch? So I'm mainly based at home. So what kind of lunches am I going to have? So last week, my lunches were mainly goat's cheese and walnut salad. It might be that I plan in to make a soup that I have throughout the week. Maybe it's an omelet. And I also think about breakfast. So am I going to have smoothies most of the time? Because if I'm going to have smoothies, I want to make sure I have frozen bananas and maybe some frozen courgette or some protein powder in the house. 
and I think all of that through, then what I'll do is I'll make a shopping list from that. Again, if I'm using one of my meal plans for my nourish, I've already got a shopping list. But if I'm doing something different, then I will write out a shopping list of everything that I need from different places. So I'll do a list of stuff maybe that I'm going to buy from Amazon. That would be more like protein powders. Um, I'll do a list of something I'm going to make if I'm doing a meat shop that I do maybe once every two months from um, like an organic farm. And then I'll do a shopping list for like Lidl and what I'm going to get there. So I'll write a shopping list and then put it in my diary when I'm going to get it done. Now, at the moment, I go to the actual physical shop because I'm trying to reduce my plastic waste. Um, but before having mail in, I did online shopping. And if you are busy, I highly recommend you online shop, that you take time, plan to meal plan, write a shopping list, hop on your computer. You can do this at nine o'clock at night. And I've timed myself doing this. And for me doing a week shop, once I have got my favorites into like the Sainsbury's kind of dashboard that I would use or whatever shop you're shopping from, honestly, it would take me about 15 minutes maximum to do my shop start to finish then it will get delivered carried into my kitchen boom done so actually you can do this really really quickly you might be like I don't have time to go to the shops that's fine you can do online shopping at 10 o'clock at night and it can take you 15 minutes you have time to go shopping and I would get this delivered once a week absolutely brilliant other time saving tips that I do and really recommend is veg boxes so every week I get vegetables and local organic eggs delivered every Wednesday I don't think about it it's a direct debit that comes out don't plan it it just arrives so even if I don't go to the shop I don't do an online shop I know I'm getting eggs and veggies arriving every Wednesday Another thing that I've done before in the past as well is done subscription boxes for things like meat. So every month, every two months, I just get a new box of grass-fed, organic, sustainably raised meat delivered to my door. Again, don't have to think about it. Other time-saving things are things like Amazon, subscribe and save. So with coconut oil or maybe it's pumpkin seeds or maybe it's like uh, nappies for your kids or um, formula or... Um, chia seeds, whatever it is, you can do subscribe and save on so many things. So again, you can decide, okay, every two months, I always run out of cocoa powder. I'm just going to put that on subscribe and save so I don't have to think about it. There's so many ways that you can automate awesome, healthy food getting delivered to your house. It's honestly amazing. So that's kind of two tips in one. First one is meal planning. You cannot expect to be eating healthy foods every day if you do not plan for them. Because unless you have a personal chef or um, a meal delivery service, you are not going to come home at the end of the day and suddenly find a healthy meal prepared for you. It needs to be there. Now, you don't have to prepare it. You might get your partner to prepare it. You might get the kids to prepare it if they're old enough, but it needs intention and organization. And I find when I used to do an online shop, I found my meal planning, my shopping list writing, and my online shop would sometimes take the maximum of 45 minutes in a week often half an hour. Once I got it down, once I knew what I was having, I could easily do it in 30 minutes done on a Sunday night at like nine o'clock after I'd watched like, you know, The Crown or something. Or whilst I was watching The Crown, often I would, I would do, just do that whilst watching something on Netflix. So get meal planning. The next tip is really think about where can you automate things. So veg boxes, there's Abel and Cole, there's... Um, Oh, there's tons of, I use a local one, so it's not nationwide, it's a local produce social enterprise that I use. Um, but getting a veg box, if you eat a lot of eggs, which I highly recommend you do, if you like them, eat eggs, and um, get them delivered straight to your door. And then think about meats or fish boxes as well. You can also get fish on a subscription box from um, taken from small fishing boats, wild fish, it's called fish box. 
I did that for a while and might actually start it up again because it was awesome fish and it's a great idea. So automate things. So Amazon subscribe and save. Put it in there. I just started with who gives a crap, which is automated toilet roll because I was always forgetting toilet roll and it was doing my nothing. So every like four months, I get this humongous box of toilet roll arriving. So automate and plan. Those are kind of actually two tips and one. So we've talked about your morning routine of hydration, breath and gratitude. We've talked about meal planning, shopping list writing. And then we've talked about automating food delivery and just automating things to arrive at your door. That is tip number three. Just want to interrupt for a second and give you a heads up. I will be taking on new clients in a couple of months time and I have really limited space. If you know that in 2021, you want to see some phenomenal results in your body, in your mind, in your energy, hormones, digestion, belly, waistline. If you know you're sick of going it alone and you've tried a million things and you just know you need some personalized help, some bespoke support, some functional lab testing to finally deal with those issues that have been plaguing you for maybe tens of years, then make sure you get on my wait list. I'll be going to my wait list first and prioritizing them when it comes to taking on new clients. I don't work with that many people at once because we go really deep. We do a lot of research. It's a really amazing personalized process so that you get the absolute best results. So if you know you want to work with me privately this year, you know you don't want an online program, you know you don't want to join the Flourish Academy, then head over to keziahall.com forward slash waitlist. keziahall.com forward slash waitlist. You'll find out more about how I work with people. There's a really short form to fill in. You fill that in. And as soon as I am accepting new clients, I will get in touch with you and you will have priority space. I would love to work with you. I constantly see the power of getting one-to-one bespoke, tailored, support and it is completely life-changing so i would love to work with you if you're ready again keziahall.com forward slash waitlist otherwise let's get back to the show okay, tip number four when life is full and you're feeling busy it's really easy for exercise to go out the window so i really recommend doing 10 minutes blocks of exercise so often people think they don't have time for exercise but what they're really saying is, I don't have time to get in the car, drive to the class, drive to the gym, get changed, do the workout, get unchanged, get showered and come back. Because honestly, that routine will probably take you at least an hour and a half, like minimum. And I don't have time for that. Or as I said at the start, I don't choose to make time for that because I know that I can get a good workout in in a short period of time. So for me, I enjoy working out from the house. I am self-disciplined in that way I love I don't need other people to work out so um I'll often do longer workouts in the house if I have time but if you're busy you've and you've only got 10 minutes something is better than nothing and this is the thing we can get a bit all or nothing about exercise it's like oh well I don't have time to go all in and go to a yoga class so I'm going to do nothing I don't have time to go all in and go for that 10k run so I'm going to do nothing Uh, no, that's a rubbish approach to have. If you have 10 minutes, if you can carve out 10 minutes when whilst you're watching, you know, 
something on Netflix. Like I've often done this, like I've got a little trampoline and I might just bounce up and down on the trampoline for 10 minutes, really get my blood pumping whilst I'm listening to a podcast or whilst I'm catching up on my favorite show. Um, at the moment I've been loving a bar three exercises and they do little 10 minute ones. You can do a 10 minute slot while you're waiting for pasta to cook or your dinner to get ready or while your kids are in front of like a pepper pig or while you, you know, you may be going out to meet someone at seven and it's six o'clock. You can quickly do 10 minutes of exercise. I love HIIT workouts for this. So high intensity training, 10 minutes of almost little circuits. If you go onto YouTube and just sit, search HIIT workout, H-I-I-T. Um, H-I-I-T, 10 minutes, you'll see tons of 10 minute workouts show up. So something is better than nothing. And if you did four 10 minute workouts a week, that is actually a really good. So don't allow this all or nothing to take in. If you're a member of the gym and you haven't been in a month, cancel it and focus on doing these little 10 minute bursts. If you really want to ramp it up, you could do two 10 minute bursts in the day but doing something is better than nothing. We have this weird idea that exercise has to be like this super long, time-consuming thing. It doesn't. It can literally just be you quickly shoving on a pair of leggings and going down and doing 10 minutes of yoga, 10 minutes of hit, 10 minutes on a bouncy, um, a bouncy castle. <laughs> I wish I had a bouncy castle in the back garden. Now, that would be awesome. Bouncy castles are hard work, aren't they? Woofed. Anyway, I digress. But basically, take 10 minutes. Don't think you have to do an hour. Don't think you have to do 45 minutes. Don't think you have to go to the gym. 10 minutes is better than nothing. It really, really is. Okay, so that is tip number four. The next thing in terms of, okay, healthy habits when you're busy about like what to eat. Green smoothies. Green smoothies, if you are busy and you are trying to eat more healthy, you're trying to eat more vegetables, eat more fats, eat more protein, you're basically trying to eat more of what I call the fabulous fat burning four, which is fiber, vegetables, healthy fats, and protein, which I recommend everyone eat more of if you're trying to ditch the bloat, sort out your hormones, lose weight, help with your energy. You want to be eating more of those foods. A really easy and quick way to eat more of those foods and give your body what it needs is have a green smoothie. I always think of a green smoothie as being like your daily multivitamin. You can shove so much good stuff in it. So much good stuff. So in a normal smoothie, I'll often put some medicinal mushrooms, some frozen courgettes, some banana, some cacao for magnesium, some protein powder, some MCT oil, some nuts, some linseed, some chia seeds. Shove it all in there and you've got like this superfood thing blended up in less than a minute. It's really, really amazing. And also, if you want to get like really pernickety about it and really organized, you can like pre-prepare little like sachets that you shove in your freezer that you just empty straight into a blender and boom, you're done. But on a really basic level, on a green smoothie, you want like a frozen banana, handful of spinach, maybe a tablespoon of some sort of nut butter and either like 250 mils or 300 mils of nut milk or water or normal milk if you tolerate raw organic milk and you blend it up and you can get as basic or as fancy as you like. So if you're not doing a green smoothie, if you've not tried it, I highly recommend you do. And if you want to get started, then go ahead and sign up for my 10 day green smoothie challenge. It's 10 days. You can get started tomorrow. It comes with a shopping list. It comes with over, I think 50 different recipes. It's your exact how to get started. Tons of different recipes to try. I email you every morning. There's coaching videos, there's tips. It is a total bargain and it's also an amazing way to kind of kickstart this healthy habit and it's perfect if you are busy if your life feels full you can add this in you can 
swap your breakfast. So instead of your toaster cereal, you can have a green smoothie or you can add it in as a snack. Highly recommend. You can get it now. Start it now. It's an amazing program. Hundreds and hundreds of people have been through this and seen phenomenal results. So go over to Supernaturally Healthy. I think it's forward slash green smoothie challenge, but I will put it in the show notes, the link in the show notes. So you can get started there. So that is a number five, I think, fifth habit for healthy people is having a green smoothie. I really recommend if you're like, oh yeah, I don't eat enough vegetables, have a green smoothie. If you're like, I don't think I'm getting enough protein into my day, make a green smoothie. If you're like, oh, I, I don't have time for breakfast or work is just mental. I don't even have time to eat. I often miss my lunch and then I'm starving and end up binging on dairy milk. Make a green smoothie and take it with you to work and keep it in the fridge. <laughs> the answer to lots of things are make a green smoothie. You have a school run that's mental. Make a green smoothie. Drink it in the car. You know, <laughs> this, this whatever you could, whatever excuse you're going to throw at me. You know, maybe you're going into hospital for an operation. Get someone to bring you in a green smoothie every day. That's what my mom did when I was, uh, she bought me in a green smoothie um, when I was in hospital after having meal. And I wasn't in for very long, but she arrived and thought and bought me a green smoothie the day after, you know, the morning after um, I'd been in. And it was the best thing ever. It was awesome. So green smoothies. If you want help, join the green smoothie challenge. It's a 10 day green smoothie challenge and it's super fun. But whatever you do, get on the green smoothies. Okay, the sixth thing that can be really, really helpful in terms of a healthy habit is making use of your, what I would call dead time. So dead time might be driving, it might be chopping onions, it might be tidying the kitchen, it might be cleaning the toilet, it might be driving to and from classes to and from work maybe you commute I used to have like an hour commute back in the day when I worked for someone else um you might be walking the dog it might be whatever it is and so this would all be sort of time that's dead time now really make use of this time so there's two things that are great to do number one is in certain circumstances say you're walking the dog or maybe you're just kind of chopping up stuff for dinner is you can use this time to be take some really mindful breaths now it's not a time where you're going to sit down and do proper meditation because if you're chopping an onion you really want your eyes open obviously and walking the dog you're walking around but you can use this time just to check in with your body just to almost like sink into your body and go okay I'm here it's okay I'm chopping up some potatoes and you can take deep breaths. <sighs> Again, just go back to that breath work. You're walking the dog, just taking some deep breaths. <sighs> Maybe being a bit grateful. Again, you can kind of anchor in these morning routines during this dead time. Maybe you're driving. Just take some deep breaths. <sighs> just thinking about, okay, what am I grateful for today? What is, I'm really, it was really fun that I met that person for lunch. Whatever it is make use of the dead time so really anchoring in that breath work and that gratitude practice again into the driving the dog walking the cooking tea really helpful really being intentional because it's so easy it's so easy for me to be driving along worriting and stressing about things worriting about how late I am worriting about the the traffic light going red or about my day or about the business or about Merlin or whatever it is and actually instead of just what's more helpful is just to take some breath time to breathe in and breathe out. Another thing that's really great to do to do during this dead time is really think about um, podcasts. So maybe you're listening to this podcast already during dead time when you're driving, you're cooking, you're walking the dog, which is great. But there's loads of other great podcasts to do as well. So maybe you want to 
find a funny podcast that makes you laugh. Maybe you want to find one that's really inspiring, that shares interviews and stories from incredibly inspiring people. You know, for me personally, I run a business, so I listen to a lot of podcasts about people that have built amazing businesses that have helped change the world, that have given back to their community and to society and to help people to be well, because that is that is my jam. I also try and listen to funny things around motherhood, just so I know that I'm not alone. So I'll often listen to podcasts throughout the day and probably instead of a radio because I can be more intentional about what I'm listening to and what messages I'm getting. Sometimes the radio can just be filled with nonsense and depressing news and all of those kinds of things. So I like to curate what's going into my brain and into my ears and use this using this dead time to learn about health, learning about health like you're doing now, learning about meditation learning about maybe you're like oh Kezi you've been talking a lot about breath work and mindfulness I don't really know what you're on about find a podcast and then you can learn about it while you're driving while you're picking up your kids while you're going to work while you're on a walk while you're walking the dog while you're chopping some onions while you're making a cup of tea while you're doing your 10 minutes of exercise even it's really thinking if you're busy it's really thinking about intentionally using pockets of time really wisely so that's what I like to do and especially since I'm willing with a lot of time especially in the early days I just spent I felt like I spent a lot of my nice my life sat down feeding him so I listened to a lot of podcasts I also watched a lot of Netflix not gonna lie maybe not quite as uh, inspirational although to be fair feeding was so painful for us so agonizing for so long I I watched a lot of comedy just to make me laugh while I was nursing to try and distract me from the kind of shards of glass pain in my boobs so you know maybe Netflix maybe that works as well um so those are my I think that's like six six tips so we've got a morning routine which is all hydration breath work and gratitude we've got meal planning We've got automation and subscriptions when it comes to getting food delivered. So that's veg box, eggs delivered, meat, fish, subscribe and save. We talked about 10 minutes of exercise. So really ditching that all or nothing approach to exercise that so many of us have. And really thinking about, okay, let's fit in three 10 minute slots. You can do hit, you can do bar three, you can do running, you can do bouncing on a trampoline, you can do sprinting on a spot. Like literally you could just in your kitchen holding your boobs, just sprint for 30 seconds, stop for 10 seconds, squat for 30 seconds, stop for 10 seconds, sprint for 30 seconds. You could just do that for 10 minutes. It really doesn't need to be ha- like fancy. You don't need like a fancy workout gear and routine, You but you do need to move your body for sure. We talked about green smoothies. So if you're looking to increase um, your fat, veggies, proteins, if you're looking to add in a healthy habit and you're busy and life is full, make a green smoothie every day. I cannot recommend that enough. And then we talked about using your dead time wisely. So this could be, again, going back to that breath work and gratitude or adding in like a podcast, something inspiring, something funny. If there's something you want to learn about, maybe you want to learn about how to make jewelry. You can listen to a podcast about it. Maybe you want to learn about parenting. Maybe you want to learn French, le français. Oui, oui. You could listen to a podcast or an audio book about it, whatever it is. Use that time wisely. So I hope that's been helpful. I hope I've helped you to reframe this idea of being busy. We all have full lives, but we all have choices and we all are responsible for the choices that we make and the time that we spend. I know it can feel like we're not because, you know, we have to do that for our kids or we have to do that for our boss or we have to do that for our partners, but you don't actually have to do anything. You are choosing to do it. 
And so really taking that radical ownership can really help reframe this idea of being busy. And then I've just shared with you, I think it's six different things and habits that I use every day and little hacks that can really help you to embed these healthy habits to help you with your energy, with healing your body, with feeling really good that don't take a lot of time. Now, these are just intentional things that you can add into your day to help you feel really good. So I hope that has been helpful. Let me know if you have any questions. You can go over to Instagram or Facebook and it's both of those things are at Supernaturally Healthy. Um, and you can find me there and ask your questions. If you've not left a review and you enjoy this podcast and you listen regularly, leave me a review. You can do this on your podcasts app on your phone, or you can head over to iTunes on a computer, search for the Gut Goddess Show, click the ratings and review, and you'll see a button there that says leave a review. And you can do that there. I would love that. It's just your way of saying thanks for all the time, energy, and money that goes into creating a weekly show like this. Otherwise, I love to hear from you. Uh, make sure you sign up for the Beat the Bloke Challenge that's happening the end of May. It's really exciting. Otherwise, start to implement a couple of these healthy habits that you can feel energized, less bloated, and just feel a whole lot more awesome. So sending you lots of love and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.